Hello, Flash fanatics, and welcome back to another episode of Back in a Flash. We're your hosts, Steve. And Meg. And this week, since we were off last week, I was on vacation. Uh, this yeah, week, vacation! Yeah, it was great. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about two episodes. We're going to talk about episode 20, The Trap, and episode 21, Grod Lives. Yeah! Uh, so, we're going to run a little bit long today, talking about both of those episodes, but they were great episodes, so it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, so let's go ahead and go chronologically here. Okay. And we'll, okay, ta- okay. we'll talk about the trap first. Okay. I'll try to keep my pants on for uh, Grog. Right, right. Right. All right. So, the trap. The episode started with uh, the Star Labs crew, uh, minus Harrison Wells. Rich, in, we can just now discount him from the Star yeah, Labs he's, crew. He's, he's really, no longer in the yeah, crew. Yeah. In fact, in this week's episode, in Grod Lives, we're just going to jump around because it's <laughs> yeah, bound to happen gonna, already. I know. I One mean, sentence in. <laughs> right. In this week's episode, in Grod Lives, we saw Harrison Wells. He was sporting some pretty heavy guy liner. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to to clarify, he is full full out villain at this point. Right. Just so you know. He doesn't have to hide it anymore. Just in case you had any doubts. He can totally just wear his guy liner proud. Right, right, because right. he's he's a villain. Right, it's a thing. Right, that, all villains wear guy liner. Don't you know that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, just, just to make it that's, clear. Yeah, I guess. that's how people know when you're walking down the street that you're a villain. Right, I right. Mean, you, you have... see someone with guy liner. <laughs> oh, say, oh, they must be a villain. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be. Duh. Well, I don't know though. Is it is it all villains wear guy liner, or everybody that wears guy liner is a villain? I oh. think I think it's the former. It's, yeah, it's probably so the former. So you couldn't do sure. what we were saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. But so here's some wells off the right. team. Rest of the team right. though in the braille room or yeah. What what did Cisco call it? Uh, I think he called it the time vault. Okay. Joe Joe is like is searching for a name. Not as good of a name as braille room. Just, uh, yeah. Just FYI. It's um, not braille really though. I know. It's just dots all over. For sure. Um, we, but, can, we can still call it the bra- Braille Room if you want. Yes, because right. we're not the only ones who thought that it looked like Braille. Oh, no, it's it's all over. Yeah, it's like yeah. widely accepted. It's it's a thing, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, anyway, they're in the room, and they are uh, talking to Gideon. G- yeah, Gideon, the, the AI. Right, and, and they see that newspaper from the future. Right, and there were a few things that we got from that, a few little snippets, Easter eggs, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were name drops for Green Arrow and Hawk Girl and Adam and who else was in there? They had a bunch of different superhero names listed in that article, uh, along with the byline for that article being clear. I don't remember if it was actually in there when we saw it in the first episode or not, but the byline on that article was Iris West Allen. Right. Which was a pretty big little yeah. thing for them to discover. You know? Yes. Um, this this is where we start getting into it's destiny versus right your free will right and oh that's just it's just all sorts. I of know. Like I kind of wish he time had, I wish Barry madness. hadn't seen it. Um, yeah. Just to see if maybe that would affect it. But now you know he has. And, right. Oh, Eddie's seen it now too because. Yep. Yep. Um, Harrison wanted to crush his soul and was like, look at this, you didn't even get the girl, sucker. <laughs> Drop the mic. Anyway. Maybe, maybe he's just pushing Eddie to become evil. 
Well, yeah. I think, I I think mean, that's totally what it is. Right? I can kind of see that, too, where he's yeah. trying to just puppet master him into the, you know, driving a wedge, basically, between Eddie right. and Barry. Everyone else. Wait, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Pretty much everyone else. Yeah. Uh, demoralizing Eddie and just calling right. him, you know, the the failure of the entire bloodline, basically. Yeah. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. No, he was pretty <laughs> darn a, brutal. That's a hit to the ego, for yeah. sure. Uh, but in the jumping back to the trap, <laughs> yes. you know, we're so good at staying We're just going to pendulum back and forth it. between these two episodes. This whole thing. I know. Uh, but going back to that, in the Braille room, uh, they tried to remove Gideon's memory core so that Gideon couldn't tell Dr. Wells that they were there. Right. And so Cisco looked in and said, this text way beyond me. <laughs> right. Which, you know, it's good to know that there is tech that's beyond Cisco. Yeah, yeah. Futuristic uh, tech. Right, um, right. It's got to take future tech, but, you know, there is a line somewhere. Right. So that's something. Uh, but there were two other things that I want to mention. One is that Gideon mentioned that Barry was a founding member of the J and then was cut off. Right. And that's because Barry is a founding member of the Justice League. Yes. In the comics. Right. right? So just so you know, <laughs> just in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Founding member of the Justice League. but And he Barry created her. her. Right. That was the other piece. Yeah. Is he, he asked Gideon, you know, if we tell you to not tell Wells we were here, will you do that? And Gideon said, yep, you made me, so sure. Sure, Father, whatever right, you want. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, which is also very interesting. I don't know what happened to the Barry Allen that time traveled back chasing after, uh, chasing after Eobard Thawne that night because mm-hmm. there were two there we saw him in the flashback scene right but we don't know what happened to that barry allen yeah uh, which it seems is the one from the newspaper article it seems like those two events coincided with one another that his disappearance was chasing eobard thon back in time right. trying to save his mother yes um because he had the white symbol on his chest and yeah that, right <laughs> yeah and Which they even yeah, Cisco, Cisco yeah even points that out. He's like, "Ooh, look at that white." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know he very specifically pointed out like, if we make a white white symbol now, is that gonna be just because we saw this or yeah what? So there's kind of some awareness of that within the universe, which is nice. Yeah, that's uh, really cool. Yeah, they can spend a lot of time, I think, in just that. Um, area of time travel, like of mm-hmm. whether or not once you find out about something, whether or not it's like, oh, now you know about it, so it's going to happen, rather than like uh, it could have happened regardless or right. whatever. I right. think that that's like a pretty broad spectrum from them for them to like sit in for quite some time. Yeah, definitely. And there's, I mean, there's all sorts of different events that they've hinted at in the future that yeah. may or may not come to pass. You know, we know that. The newspaper changes. That's why Harrison Wells had been like checking in on it mm-hmm. uh, throughout the season. He'd check in on the newspaper to make sure that the headline hadn't drastically changed or anything. Right. So I think it's fairly safe to say that at least a majority of the future isn't set in stone. You know, it could be that there are certain events 
like in the Doctor Who universe where there's fixed moments in time that can't be changed and then there's other things that can. Yeah. Um, those questions are yet to be answered. Right. No, I think but, it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so then after after they got out of the Braille room because Harrison Wells was on his way, they <laughs> raced out um, and then... A majority of last week's episode was spent uh, devising this trap for Harrison Wells, hence the name of the trap. Right. Right? Uh, and the trap really revolved around what happened in uh, in the Darkest Timeline in the Weather Wizard episode yeah. several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Him killing Cisco. Right. Him killing Cisco. And Cisco, you know, he's been having these little snippets or visions of that that he just thought were dreams right. or nightmares, right? And they're, they're, in fact, what happened in that other timeline. And we don't really know how or why he's able to remember those things. And nobody else is. Uh, right. And nobody else is, but... He apparently does, Uh, and so they devise this trap. They set up the exact same situation, get Cisco down into the containment center where they had trapped Reverse Flash, and Mm -hmm. then Wells comes in, and yeah. So they except it's not Wells, but it's not Wells, right? Right. They used uh, Everyman from the week before. Yeah, uh, Hannibal Bates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they had him come in. As Wells, uh, which was a nice little turn for Wells, showing that, you know, he's still definitely multiple steps ahead of them. Right. They think they've got the upper hand, but they really don't. Because he's from the future. Right. He's from the future, and, I mean... He's apparently got cameras everywhere. He's well, yeah, that everything. too. That was a little creepy. Him yeah. That he was like spying on everybody right. all the time. Right. Yeah, definitely. And that instead of like taking them down, creepy. Cisco's like, "We're going to use this," which I mean, that's just pragmatic. Yes. Yes, but it also. I mean, he took them down. Me a little bit. He took them down. He didn't leave them where they were, but he's just reusing the hardware. He's repurposing it. Oh, I, I don't. No, I don't think he's them leaving them in oh. places. Okay. I mean, we saw him messing with the one at his desk in yep. this week's episode. One of how many, though? Right. I mean, he probably just took that one out of like his bathroom or something, <laughs> and was like, "I'm gonna go ahead and take this one first, right. mess with it." But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm. There's so many things that they like bring up or create or make note of mention mm-hmm. of that i'm always curious as to whether or not we're going to see use of again like right. the dream goggle thing right. that they the, made yeah like is that going to have an, another use are they going to be able to repurpose that for something else um and then also this week the little mind control thing where right. i mean it didn't work but it sort of did so mostly that thing just needed a chin strap yeah i think or just like go to go underneath his um, yeah. Help his sure. headpiece or something? Or? Because the headpiece has a chin strap, so it would hold it on. Yeah. It was just really goofy, because every time he got knocked back, it would fall off. Right. So this could be fixed by a piece of tape. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just you, felt really goofy. You would think with uh, their advanced technology, they'd figure out, like, how to strap something onto right. somebody's head, you know? like. I guess it just didn't look cool enough <laughs> for him. Cisco's all about the... Style over function, I guess. Sure. 
<laughs> in this instance, I suppose. Right, yeah. right. This time. This time. Uh, anyhow. So they the, the they big... place a trap for him, and then also every man, I guess, ends up dying. Right. Which, um, Barry's reaction to that, although he didn't know it was every man, he thought it was Harrison Wells, but his immediate reaction right. to Joe, like, oh my God, how could you? I'm so angry at you or whatever. It seemed a little... Um, excessive, you know, like eh. he's like, oh, yeah, that was my last chance for my father. Well, I right. mean, I mean, that's not that's been every... a pretty strong driving force for him. Yes, but there are bigger things at hand now, right? Rather than just getting his True. father out of prison. True. I know that that's been like his whole life's goal since right. his dad went to prison, right? Or whatever, uh, or, you know. No, I would, I, I agree. Like, I would hope at this point that if if Barry had the opportunity to take wells down yes and he didn't right that would be just it, for hopes that thing. he could get his dad out of prison that, that, right like, i it's would a tremendous risk yeah yes uh, and that's where i was like really barry right. like really like right. joe was doing you a solid so <laughs> calm down mm-hmm. but um after that right a couple big things happened right because in this episode uh eddie thon had been asking joe for permission to ask Iris right. to marry him. And that Joe said, not Forget up. about it. <laughs> right, forget just... about it. Yeah. He no. was not having it. Uh, Joe sure likes to have his hands in his daughter's life yep. quite a lot. Quite a control freak in, in yeah. when it comes to Iris. Yeah. Which he expressed a beautiful sentiment in this week's he did. episode. Um, and... I mean, they they do a really good job. They did in both episodes of explaining it and justifying it, but it's still very overbearing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean. But that's okay. His, so his, that's his only his motives and his explanations. Family, are all though. Good, though. Really, right. I mean. Right. I know Barry's part of his quote unquote family, but like as yeah. far as bloodline and whatever, right. like I sort of understand him being like ultra super protective mm-hmm. of her. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because he's a police officer and he sees all the things that like go on all the time. And right. now there's metahumans, all this other stuff. But I agree, it is. Um, yeah, it is pretty. Control- pretty heavy handed. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. I could. I understand how Iris would um, be upset right. with um, the amount of right fathering her dad does. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so he had told Eddie no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie said, I don't actually need your permission. <laughs> right. I can do it anyways. Like, Which was an appropriate response. He was like, yeah. I was just being kind. I mean, right. I was just offering that to you to right. be right. whatever. But, um, yeah, so the fact that he's like, so, no, whatever. Okay. So he's going ahead with it. They're, they're on the bridge, ring. and mm-hmm. he's got a ring for her, and about to pop the question, and... Reverse flash speeds in, kidnaps Eddie, and then the flash chases after him and tells Iris that he's going to make sure uh, that Eddie is safe. Right. And that he's going get to get him back. Right. Going to get him back. And then there's a shock. Right. Between their hands. Mm-hmm. And that's how Iris knows. Yes. That's how she knows <laughs> that the flash is Barry. Yeah. So the secret's out. Iris finally knows. Yeah. And that's where the episode uh, ended. And I was right. like, what? 
how can you do that to us? She finds out, and that's it. Great. Well, I mean, then this this week's episode really dealt a lot with yeah. how that played out and how she responded to it. And yes, uh, and I felt like it was fairly well handled. Yeah. You know, it's a big thing to be processed, and it's not going to be an instantaneous, she's fine with everything right. uh, situation. But they were able to get her through a lot of a lot of those very complex emotions really quickly, I mm-hmm. thought, uh, to get her back on board so that she wasn't dragging for the last couple episodes of the season. Right, you know? yeah. Because uh, if she was harboring those negative sentiments about all of this for these last couple episodes. It would probably it'd make be... it a little bit awkward or difficult to... Right. I think it'd be a bit jarring. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. That's... that's no, me. they really progressed that pretty pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, moving her through all of those different... Yeah. Emotions. So, I... There's one thing that I have learned from watching dramas on TV. It's... Don't lie. Just tell the truth. Because yeah. apparently lying is what messes everything up all the time mm-hmm. in all of these things. It's, yeah. It literally comes down to, had I just had you just told the truth, or had, had you told me initially, everything would have gone differently or whatever. Um, and I think that's it applies to so many things in all of these episodes, but definitely with that. If they, I, th- I don't understand it either why they kept it from her. Yeah. And, for her to express that, I was like, that's exactly right. She's like, didn't you think that maybe it would have made me safer had I known? Like, right. Well, and the you know the point that we've brought up before that the, I think they covered a lot of the main points that we've brought up yeah, before. Yeah, they really of, did. Yeah. You know, her, her knowing would have helped her be more safe. Uh, but the only point they didn't really address is that she was at danger due to her association with the Flash anyways. Right. Like, the connection between Iris and the Flash was already there. So there really wasn't any benefit to it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, she knows now. Which Other is than it probably excellent. hampered her and Eddie's relationship. So yeah. if Barry and her end up, you know, being together and married or whatever, like, right. this situation of him keeping it from her and having Eddie in on it and having him keep it from her and all this other stuff, like, probably helped further along that relationship of them getting married eventually or whatever. Sure, sure. That would probably be the only positive outcome to this, if you really want to look at it that way. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's a stretch. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, we had Iris dealing with learning that secret, mm-hmm. and we also had uh, Barry confronting her about the secrets that she's been keeping from herself, more right. or less. These, mm-hmm. these feelings that she's been harboring which what 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 did you think about all of that um just curious i don't know uh i mean i don't know i guess it was nice of him to call her out on it um i'm surprised she didn't respond in any way she just kind of stood there and dumb faced him right but i mean i think she's just processing a lot right yeah it was like one more thing and for sure. She's in the middle of a lot of stuff right now, for sure. Yeah. But she knows that she likes Barry. She's known forever. Why can't right. she just admit it to him? I don't understand what's... Well, because she's in a committed relationship with Eddie. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yes. Whatever. No, I, I don't know. I felt a little uneasy about all of that happening in this episode because Eddie 
is kidnapped and they are trying to rescue him. It just felt like a really awkward time to yeah, be having that discussion. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like Barry has any is putting any less effort into rescuing Eddie no. just because he is Iris's right. you know, boyfriend or whatever. But right. um, if anything, it's it, she still cares about him, so she, he's trying harder or whatever. It right. doesn't really affect his decision of being a hero right. in that sense. Right. I think he just wanted everything on the table so that they could just like get through it I all suppose. at once and not have to you know, talk about this for weeks or months yeah. or whatever. Just like, yo, yeah, I lied, but so did you. So let's just get over it, you know? And right. Figure it out later. Right. You right. Know? Yep. Build a bridge. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I thought it was really a little bit too far, though. I would agree with you when he's when he's like, so after we rescue him. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part that I was like, really very like, now is not the time no. for that conversation. No. Maybe just focus on rescuing him. Let's, yeah, let's about deal the with later. the task at hand. Yeah. And then you can figure out your relationship situation. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I get where you're coming from of just like, once once things are out in the open, it's best to just get everything out in the open. Yeah. But that definitely was a little <laughs> bit much. Yeah. Um, on the iris front, also, I want to mention that I I noticed like three different moments where she entered the scene as a response to a line that was not delivered to her. Did you notice that at all? Okay. First of all, <laughs> I did notice one of those specifically when she walks into Star Labs. Right. When they're, like, when he's, they're, like, he's sitting right. on the table. In the flash get up. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And Caitlin's checking him over because he's been thrown around by Grodd. Right. And um, uh, she, he, I don't even know what he, oh, like. Feel, uh, what it feels like to get whammy. Whammy or something. Yeah. yeah. And she walks in and responds. And my reaction was, how did she just walk into Star Labs? Like, right. Isn't there security or don't they lock don't, doors there? I honestly, or, I honestly like, don't know. You know, I've I've thought this about this. Is building completely empty now? I think so. And I think I think that Wells and Cisco and Caitlin and Barry are the only people that have been in there since. And the all explosion. the metahumans in the basement in the prison. Right. 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 Which almost outnumber the crew at this point. <laughs> right. Maybe do. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think they do. Because that was my thought, was not only did she walk in responding, I mean, she could have maybe overheard them from the other room or whatever, but, like, how did she just stroll in there with nobody right. knowing? Right. They, they explain that there's cameras up everywhere. You'd think that Cisco, they would actually, like, use Cisco those. left the door unlocked again. Uh, right? Come on. What? Come what on. are you doing? <laughs> Cisco dropping um, the ball. But that was one one moment that I did notice. What were the other two that you Um that was that was the big one. Yeah. But there was another one where they were in the Star Labs uh main main room mm -hmm. and and she entered on another line like that. There were and there I want to say there was at least one more. I think there were three. She must have exceptional like hearing. That. Either exceptional hearing or she's really quick on her feet that she <laughs> yeah. just hears one line and knows exactly how to segue into the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe she I could mean, be. I, she's a journalist. So I guess she right. probably got to interview people and I, I guess keep on her toes. I have no idea. But, um, no, there were a lot of those in this episode. Though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is interesting. <laughs> I do like though that she knows now and that she was there kind of through the whole 
episode um, with the Star Labs team. Right. And at the end, Caitlin Helping even... deal with Grodd. Right. And, yeah. you know, at the end, Caitlin even mentioned, like, she's just like, oh, I couldn't do it without you guys, without you two. And she's like, actually, without us three. And, right. you know, basically including right. Iris on the team now. So, right. Harrison Wells, off the team. Iris yep. West, on the team. Yep. Trading up. Right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, and... Yeah. So, biggest part of this episode, though. Like, we're not even talking about it, and I can't Wait, believe... what? I, Is how? there something else? <sighs> Nothing else, no. I mean, this episode... There was only it was a just, giant it was just titled. It was just titled Lives, right? <laughs> right, yeah. I don't remember anything. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> Who lives? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. right, right. So, God lives. Yes, God. Yeah, he does, it's oh, true. And it was so good. They... I, okay, so we didn't really get to see as much of Grodd as I would have loved to see. Right. Especially for the episode being titled Grodd, Grodd Lives, right? right? Like, you expect the entire episode just to be like, Grodd, Grodd, Grodd. Right. Time, you know, which would right. be amazing. Right. But, um, no, first we see General Island come in mm-hmm. speaking with Grodd's voice. Right. Which, which, which was makes so me, cool. Which makes me wonder if Clancy Brown isn't also doing the voice work for Grodd. Wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I don't know. I actually didn't even think about that. But it wouldn't but surprise me. But you're probably right. Because I mean, when we saw him doing it, it was the Grodd voice. Yeah. It absolutely was. No, and, absolutely. And he does a lot of you know Clancy Brown does a lot of voice acting work. He's done Lex Luthor uh, on the animated shows and yeah. Oh, he's, cool. He's a voice actor as well. So. I I think that's pretty likely. Interesting. I'll have to. I hadn't see thought if I about that. I actually thought for sure, they but. probably just you like had to move his mouth, you know, like talk and had sure. the voice superimposed or whatever. You know. No, I I expect that's him. I think that's him. <sighs> that would be really cool. Yeah. But it was really neat to actually see Grodd's voice come out of like somebody else. Right. Because then for the rest of the episode, when Grodd talks, he doesn't actually move his mouth. It's all like in your head or right. whatever. So to be introduced to his voice in in that way, like him talking in that yeah. way, was really kind of cool. Like I really appreciated it. Yeah. And then they just shove him in the prison with all the other <laughs> meta humans. Right. They're like, we don't know what to do with you right now, so we're just gonna keep you down here. Um and apparently the effects wear off after time. Well, I, yeah, I guess I don't know for now. sure. Like, or, I don't. How did they reverse it, or or maybe when they, when Grodd got hit by the train, it broke the oh, broke that chain or right, broke, that broke the mental connection or something. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. So does that mean that Grodd needs to be awake all the time? Because he's not dead. I don't know. So maybe he no, I mean, he's did he definitely just go not unconscious, dead. and then that would. So then he can't right. ever go to sleep when he's like mind control. He just gotta stay awake all the time. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but okay, so he's in the sewers, right? Um, which some mighty large sewers for such yeah. a ginormous gorilla yeah. to be down there just roaming around, right? Um, and so uh, Joe, Cisco, and Barry all head down into the sewers mm-hmm. looking for him, and. Cisco, I, I think. I I'm not sure like, why Cisco was there. I, don't, I know. First of all, I'm not really sure how, because he was like, "Oh, I'm not going down there," and then he just like changed his mind immediately. Well, I think it was like Joe gave him a look Joe or something. Him, right? I think I it was supposed to be that Joe gave him a look. But and that was what I guess I I must have missed like what the look was for. Like, oh, you're coming. Like, right. why? Why does Cisco need to be there? But whatever. I don't know. 
Um, Didn't really to make, make a, a lot, lot of, of sense to me. funny jokes, I guess. Right. And to make also movie <laughs> yeah, make, yeah, make a bunch of movie references. Like yep. every movie reference. Yep. Um, yeah, but they're down there and uh, then they get to actually see Grodd mm-hmm. and Barry gets his butt kicked. Right. Um, he got his butt kicked a lot a in this couple episode. Times, yeah. Oh, I loved when he tried to like... Supersonic punch. Supersonic punch. Rejected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Grodd just tossed him like a rag doll. He's yeah. just like, oh, get, get that weak shit out of here. <laughs> Bye. No, I was I was really excited. So I was watching this last night and he you know, Cisco says that Barry's gonna do the same thing he did to Girder, supersonic punch. Yeah. And I just I was sitting there watching it and I don't like the supersonic punch. I, know. I really don't. I think it's really boring. Yeah, like it is kind of of cheesy. all the things that Barry can do, right. that's what he comes up with is just run really fast and hit him. Yeah. Come on. Right. Right? Like, he can suck the air out of rooms, apparently. Right. And, like, do a bunch of... I mean... all sorts of things that he can do. Uh, But he goes supersonic punch. And I'm just sitting there. I groan out loud. (laughs) I'm like, this again? Come on. Come on. (laughs) But then Grodd grabs his fist and throws him aside. It was great. It was so great. And those... um, The CGI that they used for that was... Looked fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I was so impressed. Yeah. Um... The whole scene with him, or all of the scenes with Grodd, were just awesome. It looked, it all looked phenomenal. Yeah, they did a great job with it. And Joe, um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his on the actor's name. Uh, uh, Jesse L. Martin. Oh yeah, okay, so that's right. what it is, right? Uh, he did such an amazing job this episode. Like yeah. that actor, he carried so much of Grodd. Right. It was impressive because there's nothing there, and he had to pretend like somebody was mind this controlling him. Ridiculously like imposing shoot. force. Yeah, it was like controlling him to shoot himself or almost right. shoot himself, and then also was just like a really scary beast in the right. room, you know, and he's crying and crapping himself. Good thing he's in a sewer. Um, but like, it's, it's just. <laughs> He he really made the essence of Grodd like mm-hmm. come to life. Really, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did such a good job. I just wanted to. He he made give the threat props. feel very real. Yeah, yeah. he he, he really did. did. Yeah, and then he had such a tender moment with Iris later on when he's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. He just that this episode he just you know ran a whole spectrum of emotion and it was yeah. just yeah. phenomenal. I mean. He's always phenomenal. No, he truly is. But he, he really is. Sh- he, this episode, he's really, I mean, shining, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, what else? So, their their big fight. Yeah. Grodd got hit by a train. How yeah. cool was that? I know. I kind of want to see what happens to the train, <laughs> to be honest. Cause... Well, they, I like they made a point of mentioning that a service train was coming by. As in, like, a train that doesn't have any passengers yeah. on it at all. Yeah. And as soon as they said service train, I was like, I bet Grodd's going to get hit by the train. <laughs> I know. <sighs> I bet Grodd's going to get hit by the train. Yeah. And then the first one went by, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. And then the second one nailed him. Right. It was great. Oh, I know. That was really cool. Um, although it was a little cheesy that the only way not Grodd Grodd was not cheesy at all but that the only way you know Barry was able to like get his mind about him was Iris you know talking yeah. to him or whatever like yeah. it didn't it, yeah I mean they've done stuff like that plenty on this show sure. with Wells's monologues to Barry when he's in the heat of a moment as well yeah that's not 
particularly new. It is a little bit corny, but no, I know it's it's their their little guilty pleasure, more or less. I yes, guess. I right? I would agree with that for sure. <laughs> guilty pleasure is probably the exact yeah. way to describe that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but what else was there? Oh, at the very end, he comes out of the sewer, climbs yeah. the building. Nobody notices. Nobody notices yeah. a giant gorilla just no. st- like all the noise, you know, just stomping around, yeah. climbing the side he's, of the building. He's out of the sewers now. Woo! Out of the sewers, yes. climbing the climbing the building. And by the way, mm-hmm. flash fact, <laughs> right? Yes. Flash fact. The building that Grodd climbed in this episode uh-huh. is the same building that was the watchtower in seasons 9 and 10 of Smallville. Really? Yeah. Oh, same, cool. same building. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh. So there's your flash fact. Flash fact. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, it's nice to see that they're repurposing things. Yeah. You know. Nice little, nice little piece. Yeah. I guess it's filmed in the same city, so... It was a building that was accessible to him. And Fantastic. It was lit very differently from how you saw it in Smallville. In Smallville, it was always bright, sunny days and mm. uh, very brightly lit on the outside. And this was a nighttime shot. And so it looked very different. Um, and I think a lot of people probably didn't even notice. Uh, I didn't notice at first. I didn't realize until I saw a comment online. And then I went and looked at the two side by side and I was like Whoa. those are the same <laughs> those are the exact same building cool. that's really cool uh, that is really cool yeah it's neat but Grodd awesome awesome yeah. so awesome I don't so, think awesome even covers so cool. it really and hopefully we see more of him next season I think with just two episodes left this season we're probably not going to see him anymore unless it's like a end, of, end of credits sting right didn't the previews for next episode show arrow firestorm and flash teaming up to to fight reverse flash oh that it wasn't yeah no that was reverse although i feel like those two because grod calls harrison father right there's some sort of linkage there where I, i feel like that's a pretty unstoppable team yeah to be honest yeah pretty much I don't know how they're going to do it. Got to get Superman in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clearly. Why not? That's that's the only thing that we're missing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. Anyhow. No. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe we will see more Grodd. I wouldn't count on it. I, I just don't understand. It would be, be stupid for Harrison not to use him in like everything that he's Unless he's just he's out of commission, you know. He was hit by a train. But then he oh, was climbing no, a building. We saw him. Yeah. Never mind. Right. Never mind. He's not out of commission. No. But maybe he's off of Wells' leash at this point. Like, I don't think, you know, Wells was very careful to keep him down in the sewers this entire time. And I think that him being out climbing the side of a building is probably something that Wells wasn't making him do. Oh, see, I didn't think of it that way. I actually thought that he was going to go meet Wells somewhere uh, or go meet up with him or something like that. Because he calls him be. father, so there is clearly yeah. like a very emotional bond between the two of them. And I don't know that he was really like on a leash, quote unquote, more just like, hey, for your safety, people are not going to really understand a giant gorilla just like roaming around. So maybe just like hide out down here. Right. Um, so you think he just trusts Wells? Yeah. To, yeah. like, help him make good decisions because he's still evolving and his sure. friends 
you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. It could be that... I, I mean, it, I don't know it, either. I'm yeah. just making guesses here. Right. It could be that he just has a relationship with Wells and trusts Wells in that regard. Uh, I, I think it's just as easy that he could be mentally manipulated by Wells. Mm. Um, or, you know, has been mentally manipulated by Wells. Well, I thought that it was interesting because he calls Wells' father, but then he also, when he's controlling Eiling or whatever, he hears Caitlin's voice and he's like, oh, Caitlin, you're good. I remember you. Like, there's Mm a moment of uh, attachment there, too. Like, you know, you can kind of sense that he might like her as well. And so I'm wondering if that's not going to be the piece that actually, like, gets Grodd out from under Wells' Sure. Manipulation, you know, where she'll she'll actually be able to like. That'd be kind of neat. Talk to him or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it would be really cool to see her be able to do something, you know, yeah. independent like yeah. that for her own character or whatever. Yeah. No, that honestly, that was kind of the really weird thing to me about Cisco going down into the sewers. Is why wasn't it Caitlin that right. went down into the sewers? Right. I mean, Cisco's the techie guy. It would make more sense for him to be not in the sewers so that if they need tech assistance, he'd have the tech there to help them. (laughs) Right. Didn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, I know. Uh, But Cisco's fan favorite, so I guess he goes down into the sewers? Question mark? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'd love to see more Caitlyn, though. Yeah, me too. Would have made way more sense for her to go down into the sewers right i don't know she maybe could have like talked grod down or yeah something. i guess she got to have a nice moment with iris there though so that was good great <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. mean yeah. but okay i don't know anyhow a couple of fantastic episodes yes. we've got two more i'm sure even better episodes coming up in the next couple weeks uh rogue airs is next week mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of the rogues, I think. The Mist is coming in, and uh, Weather Wizard's coming in, and Captain Cold's coming in, and um, hmm, at least a couple others. I would assume Pe- Heat Wave Peek-a-boo. is going to be as with... I don't think Heat Wave, Heat Wave is, actually. Really? Yeah. Peekaboo is, though. Um, and Doug Jones' character from Arrow. I forget what they called him. I'm drawing yeah. a blank. De- Deathbolt. Deadbolt. Okay. Deathbolt. Deathbolt. Yeah, Deathbolt. <laughs> He's like Cyclops thing. He had the laser vision or That's whatnot. That's right. Yeah. Mm. He's going to be there as well. Gotcha. Uh, so, that's what we've got coming up next week. Interesting. Big showdown mm-hmm. between Reverse Flash and everyone. Yeah. And by everyone, I mean Arrow, Firestorm, and the Flash. Yes. I guess. Arrow, who is no longer Arrow? Right. They don't call him Arrow anymore, right? Al-Sahim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's coming to Central City to help fight Reverse Flash. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why and how they convinced I, I him wonder, to... Yeah, I wonder if Rachel Ghoul signed off on that or not. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it seems like he's kind of Rachel Ghoul's puppet mm-hmm. in Arrow right now. Yes. But I don't know. We'll see. See how much they do to explain that. But that's what we've got this week. We'll be back next week. We're going to do separate episodes for each of these last two episodes uh, rather than piling them together like we did this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
So we'll be back to talk about Rogue Airs in a flash.